You're listening to the Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast. Before we get the show started, we'd like to remind everyone that registration is now open for the 31st Annual Forum on Workplace Inclusion Conference called Bridging the Gap on April 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2019, located in downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're less than three weeks away, so hop online to forumworkplaceinclusion.org slash 2019 and click register today. For our new listeners, the Forum on Workplace Inclusion Annual Conference is the largest workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion conference in the U.S. and one of the largest in the world. Again, register today or visit forumworkplaceinclusion.org 2019 for more information. Welcome everyone to the Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast. I'm Ender Goachman with the Forum on Workplace Inclusion. First, I'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. Your engagement with our podcast supports our growth and helps us reach new listeners. If you like what you're hearing on the Forum podcast, please consider writing a review on Apple iTunes Podcasts or Stitcher. If you've already written a review, thank you. And please consider sharing our podcast with a friend, family member, or colleague. Word of mouth from our audience is the best way the forum grows, so thank you very much for listening and sharing. In this annual conference special episode, we're featuring playback from one of our 2018 conference spotlight sessions called What's the Big Fat Deal? with Lisa Love from Twin Cities PBS. Lisa takes the stage to challenge stereotypes and perceptions about people of size, experience the discrimination faced by people of size, and learn how inclusion of size and shape to DEI policies and programs strengthens individuals and organizations. This podcast will explore internalized fat phobia and experiment with loving your body. You can check out Spotlight Sessions in person and as they happen during this year's annual conference, Bridging the Gap, on April 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2019. Registration is open at the forum on workplaceinclusion.org slash 2019. Thank you again for tuning in and enjoy episode 11 of the forum podcast. What's the big fat deal with Lisa Love? You have such a pretty face. If only you'd lose the weight. You can't hire her. She's very obese. I wouldn't feel comfortable working with someone who's that big. You look like a poster child for Weight Watchers. You cannot be healthy. You look like you lost weight. Good for you. You know you're very obese, don't you? Do not call yourself fat. You are beautiful. So... Welcome to my life. Those are all things that have been said to me or about me. Um, And that's why I'm uh, confronting it head on. That's why the word fat is just up here staring at you. Um, I use the word fat because I'm trying to take the power back. It's been used as a word to denigrate, uh, especially women's bodies, but all bodies for a long time. It's like one of the worst things that you could possibly be. People will do nearly anything to keep from being fat, and I'm taking that power back. Uh, For me, fat, the word is just a descriptor. It's no different from tall, short, thin, or fat. It's not tall, short, good, and bad, right? Um, that last thing that was said in there, don't call yourself fat, uh, you're beautiful. 
I don't remember calling myself ugly, so I'm not sure why that would be your response to it. Um, you never hear someone say, hey, don't call yourself tall. I mean, how many times did Magic Johnson just talk about how tall he was? Don't call yourself tall. You're purple. I mean, literally, it's that nonsensical to me. I'm never saying that I'm ugly when I identify as fat. So I know it's a really charged word, but I'm trying to get your attention. And in fact, I'm trying to get the, intention, the attention of the entire diversity and inclusion sphere here because we have been left out. We have been put to the side. We are still almost completely legal to uh, uh, discriminate against. People do it blatantly. People do it obviously. People do it in work. You know, being fat is hard. It's hard. It's hard to live in the society. It's hard to fit in. It's hard to get up and stand up in front of a bunch of strangers and say, I'm fat, I'm okay with it, but I still have value and worth, and you all need to listen. That's hard to do. So, but let's get to the nuts and the bolts. Size discrimination. It is real. It is pervasive. It is damaging. And it hurts us all. Okay, um, God love the state of Michigan. They have anti-size discrimination law and a smattering of cities, but that is it. We, people think we're covered under the ADA, we're not. If my employer wanted to come to me tomorrow and say, Lisa, you're too fat to work here, I would have no recourse. That is really the, I mean, that's discrimination right there. That I am certainly a capable, um, well, competent employee most days. I have my days. We all do. Uh, but, but that's perfectly legal. We think you're too fat to work here. And we don't even talk about it at a big conference like this. I'm not a diversity professional at all. I'm just a fat lady who's tired of being discriminated against and I had an opportunity to lend a voice and to try and start a conversation and literally that is my only goal here is that some people will open their eyes to what's happening to fat people and thin people all over this country and all over the world. But You know, look at these studies. The third one, well, I know they're all pretty appalling. Um, I've really lived that last one, 85% wouldn't even hire someone who's overweight. The last time I was unemployed, I cannot tell you how many times I had a rock star phone interview, because obviously, right? Um, but when I got there, I literally had one man walk in, look me up and down, and walk out without saying a word to me. And the receptionist came in later, and she's, how was your interview? I said, we didn't have an interview. She said, let me go check. I said, please do. She came back a few minutes later, very embarrassed, very chagrined, very apologetic, saying, I guess we're not gonna do the interview. I said, playing dumb, you mean today? Uh, I guess not ever. Got it, no problem. 
and I left. And that dude lost out on an awesome employee. So that damaged him. His own fat phobia damaged him because I rock. Uh, another one I went to, um, same thing, great phone interview. Show up, you could see the look, the crestfallen look on the guy's face. <sighs> Size takes me back to the conference room. Now I realize I'm in an uphill battle now, right? I know the look. So I try and be super charming and engaging. And again, but he was having none of that. Took a phone call five minutes in, told me to let myself out. Never heard from him again. That's what it's like to job hunt as a fat person. You know what it's like to go to the doctor as a fat person? It's even worse. I had a doctor once walk in, take a look at me, and say, you know you're very obese, don't you? To which I said, holy crap, I was thin last night, what happened? He was not amused, but I fired him, so. I had to make a doctor's appointment later this week. My regular doctor, not there. They said, do you want to see someone else? <sighs> so I asked, because I can advocate for myself, right? Is this new doctor, are they fat friendly? How do they treat fat patients? I don't know. You could read their bio online. Well, there's nothing about it online. So I'm taking a crapshoot. That doctor may be about to have a very uncomfortable conversation with Lisa Love on Friday. Or they may be awesome, and I hope it's the latter. So why does this even matter, right? Why does it matter? Because it hurts all of us. There's a reason that there's a gender pay gap, right? We are giving them a big legal loophole of discrimination against fat women, because we get discriminated against more for our size, and we're penalized more harshly for our size at lower levels of, of becoming bigger, we're hurting all women. We can't close the gender pay gap if we allow giant loopholes to continue. We have to add size and shape to the inclusion sphere. And I'm really glad that St. Thomas picked my session and that we're having this. But why are there no size activists? There are size activists. Roxanne Gay, she's a very famous one. She's been on Trevor Noah. She's like a personal hero. But why isn't she here, right? Why isn't somebody who actually knows what they're talking about here? Why is it me? I don't know. It's me because no one else is willing to do it. It's a hard thing to get up here and talk about your weight. I told a friend I was gonna do this. He said, oh my God, that would be like if I got up and talked about my hemorrhoids. That's a friend, okay. My body is not like your hemorrhoids. This is the vessel that I travel through life in. It is a hard body to live in. It literally does not fit in but I am still a valuable human being deserving of respect and dignity and, as Magic said, opportunity. Because if you don't have bigger people at the table, and don't worry, we're not going to eat all your chicken. Terrible joke. Um, you, you can't understand what it's like. We literally bring another perspective, a bigger perspective.
So let's, get, let's talk money, because this always comes down to money, right? Is there a business case for this? Because that's how you can get buy-in from executives, right, Pam? It's always about the money. Well, if you just look at how many people are considered overweight and obese in American society today, and we can debate the whys behind that, and I'm going to go with Monsanto chemicals, but that's just me. Um, there are more big people. You're really going to limit your talent pool if you allow us to be pushed out. Because some of us, I would say most of us, well, you know, pretty much like any other group of people, we're awesome. You should use us. We're great people. Just because I need to take the elevator and not the stairs every day does not make me less of an employee. It doesn't make me less seen. It doesn't make me less useful to an organization. Um, you know, it just also it helps. Like when I first came to TPT where I work, there was uh, a receptionist who was just uh, actually from our membership department who's a, a bigger woman. And I came in for my interview and I was like, okay, yay. There's a person of size at the reception desk. This place is probably not going to discriminate against me, right? So that says a lot when you let people know that they are included. All right, so let's get down to it. I want to leave a little time for questions, and I will answer any respectful question. Because if you have a burning question about what it's like to be fat or what it's like to work as a fat person or anything, I will answer it because I'm willing to put myself out here for that, and I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of my body. Um, but there are three things I really want you to do if you're serious about including everyone, add size and shape or height and weight to your diversity policy. You can be better than the law. Your organization can be better. You can do better. You can put that on your materials for when you are um, looking for new talent so that people know that you are inclusive. And then maybe you'll get some of the awesome talent that's out there that might not otherwise think that they fit in with your organization. Chairs, oh God. My kingdom for a sturdy, armless chair. Okay? Put them in everywhere that a candidate might go. And make sure that an employee of size has a chair that works. Literally 90% of my problems in life fitting in are about stupid, rickety, armed chairs. It's such a simple thing. Can we please just have some sturdy, armless chairs? And by making sure those are available in your reception and interview area and conference rooms, you are letting people know that you care about their comfort and their safety. And train hiring managers. Make sure that they know, because a lot of people think it's okay to judge people based on their bodies, that that's not an okay thing to do. I mean, it's as simple as saying, we're not going to look at what this person's body shape or size is. We're going to look at what they can do for this organization. And that helps people who are really, really thin, too. Because I've heard people say, oh, they must be anorexic. How are you making that <laughs> How do you know someone's anorexic? How do you know that I'm not healthy? How do you know anything? You don't. Okay, I have five minutes left, and I really, really want to take questions. Hi. 
Thank you, Lisa. When you say train hiring managers, what else would you like to see companies or organizations doing to specifically provide what you would consider to be effective training in, on this subject? Thank you for that very fine question and for coming forward to ask it. Uh, actually, if you visit my booth, it's right over here. There's a brochure. Uh, on the booth. It has some resources. The National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, NAFA, they have a really great uh, HR toolkit that talks with different scenarios and how to train hiring managers. It's free, it's available online. There are also some other resources that I have there. So there are resources and they are free and available. So he's going to go get a brochure. I am so happy now. Anyone else have a question? Come on, something you've always wanted to know. Pam. Hi, I'm Pam from TPT. We're, we're colleagues. But can you say something about media and news representation of fat people? I could, I could talk all day about this. Well, let's see, representation of fat people. Let's talk about This Is Us, shall we? I hate that show and not because of the schmaltzy storylines and whatnot. I hate that show because Chrissy Metz, who is a lovely actress, I have nothing against her, her whole character is about losing weight. Oh my God, it's exhausting and so boring. I have a rich, full life. I am a mother, I am a friend, I am a worker. I do not sit around obsessing about my weight. I am not trying to change myself. And that character is like what would be written by thin people who want to do something edgy about fat people, but they really have no idea what fat lives are really like. And that's why I don't think they have a writer at that table who really is a real fat person. True. She's saying for some, it is, and, and they are really looking to lose weight and all that. And I realize that I'm on, I'm on a different path than a lot of people. I'm a lot farther uh, down my own personal path of acceptance and body positivity, and I am not trying to change. And I have no issue with people trying to change their bodies because it's your body. You do what you want with it. I just don't like it when people feel like they have to change their bodies to get opportunity. And I just feel like her, that character's experience to me, also she's worked for her brother. She's not, she doesn't have these interview horror stories. Where are those? Where is the doctor's visit where the guy's a real jerk? It's just not realistic to me. And I just feel like the fact that they don't have, or the, if they do, I feel, I don't know. Maybe they just need someone a little, you know, more accepting of their life to be on that show. Vani, also a friend. So anyone else with a question? Because I think I'm almost out of time. Is that right? Oh, our host. How is the look for men? Um, men get off a lot easier until they become very large, like more like my size. It really doesn't affect them as much financially or with opportunity. But then it does. Then it kicks in, and you might as well be me. Welcome to my world. So, no, it hurts us all when we exclude people. And that's what this is. It is excluding and discriminating against people. So anytime somebody says something about somebody fat, substitute the word black for fat, 
would you say that? Then what they just said was discriminatory and hurtful. So I really appreciate you all letting me have this opportunity. So thanks a lot. Thank you again for listening to the Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates in the latest episodes. Also, tell us what you think by reviewing our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. For more information, visit us at forumworkplaceinclusion.org or search Workplace Forum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much and have a great day.